All righty. Um, John, Kate, uh, Greg, uh, Brian, thanks for being here, guys. And uh, I just want to dive in uh, really quickly to being able to think through uh, at a very high level of what we're doing here uh, with generosity uh, dinners. Um, to be able to understand what we're doing here is to be able to understand uh, the values uh, that is really uh, really driving us. And so um, this is really based on uh, the idea of relationships. Uh, uh, we at Common Change have really uh, thought and held to that it's not that uh, the rich and poor don't care about one another, it's that we no longer know one another. And really trying to find ways of really uh, deepening those relationships. So one of the key things within uh, generosity dinners is being able to come forth with uh, a idea of someone that you know uh, that uh, may uh, benefit from uh, some help. Uh, you don't need to even know um, uh, the specifics of how to necessarily help uh, the best, but that there is this idea of relationships. And uh, one of the things that really gets facilitated uh, by generosity dinners is sometimes to how it brings to the surface that we know maybe a lot of people uh, that are in need. And so we're very well connected to a lot of people that uh, may fit that description that could benefit from a, a gift. Uh, but then it also sometimes brings forth uh, this realization of how uh, we don't uh, 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 necessarily see uh, those direct uh, examples. Um, there's this line within uh, the Gospels to where um, Jesus is uh, having dinner at um, the uh, house of one of the uh, uh, Pharisees, and there's a woman that comes uh, uh, into the room, and there's this really beautiful uh, piece uh, to where uh, he just turns to the people at the dinner table and says, do you see her? And I think that one of the things that uh, generosity dinners are doing is it's really being able to ask the question, do you see it in our neighborhood? Uh, it's as if Mother Teresa said that it has a way of really uh, disguising itself. And so uh, part of the piece of being able to bring people together is to be able to really understand the value of relationships. As uh, uh, Dorothy Day would say, uh, in a world that has valued professionalism, uh, there's so much of what we're trying to do is to reintroduce uh, personalism, this idea of being neighbor to neighbor. The other thing that makes generosity dinners a little bit different is, is that we don't start with what we refer to as the scarcity of the need. We're not just coming together and being able to share those uh, stories together, but we're coming together and being able to say what we have, we share. And so uh, all of the guests coming forth are, are going to make uh, a financial contribution uh, before uh, coming together. And so uh, what we've really have said uh, to make this successful is, is that uh, uh, you can suggest a range uh, amount for folks to be able to give. Uh, but people should feel the freedom to give what it is that is uh, comfortable to them. Uh, for the sake of the generosity dinner, those that are at the table and you even as, as a host, 
um, won't know who gave what. And so we seek to be able to keep the uh, amount anonymous within that. But one of the things that we're trying to capture within the generosity dinners is, is that you as a host then are able to sit down to be able to say, uh, what we're trying to do is find a way uh, to distribute X number of dollars. So let's just say your uh, dinner pooled together $500. Is, is that who do we know that could uh, potentially benefit from a gift of $500? And, and so that position of being able to go and say, what might we do with $500 really is a different kind of conversation than a conversation of being able to go and say, um, we don't know what the resources are, uh, but we're going to talk about uh, a different opportunities that we, we know about or different needs. And so uh, uh, you will get people that will ask, like, why, uh, why do we uh, pool the money together before we know what is actually uh, it's going to? And it's based out of this real value of starting with the abundance uh, of the resources versus the scarcity of the need. And then the other one is, is that around this idea of uh, relationships, uh, that we really value people. Um, one of the things that will come out of a dinner uh, oftentimes is um, uh, side conversations, uh, uh, people processing their own journey uh, and interacting with it. And there's a real opportunity, I think, that... Uh, uh, to be able to allow the conversation to be able to evolve uh, to where maybe someone gets to the place of being able to go and say, you know, uh, I know I was uh, to share something here and I don't know if I really have anything um, uh, worthy of being able to share. Like, I don't know uh, anyone in that. And I think that one of the things that um, really creates an opportunity is to be able to think about uh, how do we define what a worthy request may look like? What are those uh, notions that we all kind of uh, run with, with what a need may look like? In some of the best generosity dinners uh, that we've heard uh, from feedback is when people have really kind of dived in uh, to be able to go and say, I don't know if this is really a need, but here's kind of what's going on and how the collective wisdom of the group coming together uh, can really brainstorm uh, by asking questions of one another and of each other uh, to be able to come up with something. And that's where uh, valuing that, that people, but then that collaboration, because oftentimes uh, we will find ourselves uh, in this idea of charitable giving that it is such an individual sport. And one of the things that we're doing within Generosity Dinners is trying to introduce it as a team sport, this idea of collaboration, uh, of really valuing the contribution and the wisdom of each of the uh, people at the table, uh, knowing that they have something, that there is this idea that it's not just a matter of the money, but understanding that we have experience, we have time, we have connections, uh, and then uh, we have this idea of being able to brainstorm. And so really being able to understand that like fundamentally uh, a group uh, will often make a better decision uh, collectively than we will uh, individually. And so really hitting home uh, this idea of like 
what is this about? It's about the values in those values of relationships, abundancy, people, and uh, collaboration. And so from there, what we then started to do is to be able to say, like, as John suggested, and um, as he's talked to other people, is that it is a very simple uh, idea. And there is a way to be able to just go and say, hey, let's give this a shot. Uh, and there are a few things that we've learned along the way um, uh, that really become helpful for folks. And so the first one is, is that sometimes people just love to uh, get an idea of what this is about. So uh, as you talk to folks, you can simply direct them to commonchange.com and then they, from the pull down, can choose uh, generosity dinners. And... Um, from a quick overview to being able to provide PDF uh, uh, resources, we tried to aggregate as much of the resources available uh, into one portal to where uh, people can really kind of uh, grab a hold of this uh, as well. And so you should direct people to that. Uh, uh, someone like uh, Highway has its own portal, uh, which is commonchange.com slash highway. Uh, that can be directed to, and uh, those same resources uh, are available uh, as well. Um, <clears throat> from the time in which uh, a decision says we're going to end up doing this, um, what we've created is the uh, giving portal. And what we need from everyone that decides to end up hosting is we need to be notified so that they can be added uh, to the meal location. Uh, usually this is listed uh, by the host's name uh, or by uh, a specific group name. And so we at Common Change need to get that because that gets uh, added in uh, to here. So when a attender uh, says, hey, I'm going to attend a generosity dinner, they can fill out this information uh, here, either on their mobile device, on a computer, whatever is most convenient for them. And uh, they can provide uh, their name, email, and then if there is a spouse, and then uh, their contact information, mailing address. And the reason for the mailing address is because uh, uh, donations are tax deductible. Um, and so uh, Common Change takes care of that whole process of not just collecting the money uh, for the dinner uh, and administrating that. Uh, we take care of also the distribution and then uh, tax deduction uh, receipts. Um, uh, immediately, you'll receive one by email and then at the end of the year as well. And so uh, for anyone that's looking to be able to host, uh, we need to know that information. Uh, and that is all submitted through uh, the website. Um, and so uh, being able to sign up for a dinner right off of the website, we get that, we add it into the portal. And then we suggest being able to provide uh, some resources. Uh, so as you invite people, we have a PDF. We even suggest that if you want to copy and uh, kind of really make this your own, uh, feel free to be able to edit this. Uh, uh, we really are creating somewhat of an open source uh, to be able to do this. And that's something that Greg in the highway community uh, has done. They've created their own uh, uh, version to really uh, have a language that uh, reflects uh, their community as well. Um, <clears throat> with that, uh, being able to make sure that uh, people are getting ready. Uh, so looking at a generosity dinner, 
being able to prepare people and just not to make their donations before they arrive, but at least a week out in advance, being able to enter into that mindset of being able to really embrace, uh, do I see what's around me? Um, and really being able to think through uh, who are people that I know uh, that might benefit from a gift that may be a coworker, it may be a neighbor, it may be an extended family member, uh, but really being able to think through uh, how do uh, I um, uh, come alongside. What we suggest is, is that you um, before sharing someone's story, uh, because it's very uh, uh, personal, uh, that y- you may engage them, have a conversation with them to be able to go and say, uh, uh, would it be okay? I'm gathering with a group of friends and uh, the purpose is to be able to find a way uh, to be able to give some money that we pooled together. And I've just wondered, uh, you've talked multiple times about getting uh, these tattoos removed. Uh, um, would would you be okay with me sharing that story uh, from that? Sometimes people will say, yeah, please uh, share that. Other times there's a little bit more hesitancy uh, in, in what can come out of it is just that, yeah, I, I just ask that you just don't share uh, my last name, uh, that you just uh, use some sensitivity in it. But then there are other times that we arrive at a dinner to where we become familiar with an opportunity because of what maybe someone else has said. And um, it's okay to be able to share a story and to be able to go and say, you know, I haven't had a conversation, but I do want to be able to share this at this moment, but really valuing uh, that relational uh, connection, I think is very, very important uh, as you think through getting ready uh, for, for that dinner. Um, and then uh, oftentimes people, as they're together at the dinner, are thinking through, how do I present uh, uh, the request? And so we've created this uh, a PDF that just goes through a way to be able to say, uh, don't get long-winded. Uh, think through uh, how, how do you know this person? Describe the relationship. Give a little bit of background um, uh, uh, on that as well. And then, uh, you know, what might the need be? Um, if you know that, uh, be able to kind of articulate that and then uh, allow there to be space uh, uh, for there to be interaction. Uh, so when someone gets done uh, sharing an opportunity, it really becomes a great opportunity to be able to ask questions, uh, not just of the person that made the request, but of uh, one another. Uh, really as a group uh, facilitator, the desire is for you to facilitate dialogue. Uh, and, and like I mentioned before, allow that to dialogue to not just be about the specific request, allow it to be able to kind of take on a life of its own, because sometimes that is where uh, some of the richest uh, opportunities uh, uh, come from, is being able to have those those conversations. So. I want to push pause because I know that Greg, uh, John, and Kate, and Brian, you're here, and um, uh, you may have questions. And so I want us to be able to ask any questions about uh, why we do this, uh, about the fundamentals of how this works with the technology, or uh, how to get ready for the dinner. Just so you know, what we're going to get into in the next part is thinking through 
as a host, what are some things to be mindful of as a host? So any questions from uh, the four of you? Erin, this is Kate. I was just curious. I mean, I listened to everything, and I'm just wondering. I think I got a little confused thinking about when people give money. Was, is it desired that people contribute before they show up to the meal, or is there a period of time in which they can contribute after the meal has already happened? Um, we, we prefer uh, that it happens before uh, the meal, uh, just so that that's done. And uh, sometimes what people actually end up doing is, uh, um, you know, doing it uh, in their car on the way to the dinner because uh, they forgot about it and they're taking care of that. Just so that you know, as well as the host, um, there is the option to be able to contribute afterwards. And uh, that becomes a really great question because you will find people that will go and say, man, I wish I would have contributed more. Um, or, you know, I forgot to contribute. Could I end up doing that? And one of the things that we have uh, suggested is to be able to tell folks to be able to go and say, you know, uh, we pooled money together for tonight. Uh, you know, how about we talk again to be able to go and say, how about we contribute to the next one? Uh, that that person that was desiring to maybe contribute more or forgot uh, likely has a group of friends as well uh, that may be interested in participating in it. And that becomes a really great transition because sometimes people just go and say, like, I feel guilty that I didn't do something. And what we're trying to really squash is that sense of guilt, like, really for people to feel the freedom to be able to go and say, no, your presence in uh, here and being a part of the conversation was really, really rich. So in short, before the meal, though, that there is the possibility and it's the same portal, uh, we typically leave that up to where someone could pull the pull down um, for about two days after the dinner. Um, and, and some people do take care, uh, take that option. Uh, Kate, anything else or John, uh, Greg or Brian, uh, anything you want to add from your guys' experience at this point? Uh, Greg here. Uh, Darren, we had a few people, um, raise some preliminary concerns to us leading up to this around the story sharing or, or uh, uh, being aware of the need. And, uh, some are concerned that, um, just because of the circles they run in, uh, they don't know anybody who has uh, any kind of need or they don't know how to go about looking. If someone were to come to you, let's say, and let training like this and, and, and voice that, um, how would you suggest they get started? Yeah. Um, so one is, is that just because you don't uh, maybe know someone um, um, uh, shouldn't prevent you from uh, participation. Um, and so, uh, that by being able to be there with a group of people, uh, that, uh, are really going to end up discussing this, uh, I would end up saying that probably a quarter of the participants, uh, their minds are stimulated 
by the conversation and then they think of something um, uh, to be able to do that. And I think that one of the real keys is to be able to broaden uh, the idea of what need is. Um, so sometimes we can think of uh, the need being very specific that they don't have food, they don't have shelter, they don't have clothes. Uh, and we say those are kind of the uh, basic survival of needs uh, as well. Uh, but then there are a whole host of other kind of needs. Uh, there may be uh, a some friends that are a spouse who for many years uh, have not been able to uh, get away for uh, a weekend just to be able to be together. And it's just taken a real uh, strain on the relationship. Um, you know, it, is that a need as well? Um, uh, and so being able to think kind of that creatively, we talk about it as kind of a, a, a little gift of uh, uh, luxury or, or something that is preventative that uh, is going to prevent it from becoming a, a bigger thing. And that real kind of bond of relationships. And so uh, broadening that um, and, and also understanding that uh, by the sheer conversation, it will spark oftentimes for people a opportunity uh, of conversation. Brian, have you seen that as well? Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would love for you to speak towards that. Yeah, I, I have had just ex what you experienced. It's been really, really interesting. We started um, a very similar group of folks started uh, coming in the fall to generosity centers we've had monthly. And we had two out of our first three. There were one, maybe two needs brought up and and there was you know some awkwardness maybe of people saying well I don't I don't know anyone or I don't know that they're in whatever kind of need I think of need as and over the course of time um, we've actually seen uh, I, even this last week we had nine or ten needs from the same people who had been coming to those dinners back in January and February with nothing to say and you could just see to your point how people had um, begun to recognize and expand their idea of what need was, but also become more comfortable communicating those needs um, to the group. And so I do think the uh, uh, maybe the first time it can be a, it can be a learning experience as people are, are being stimulated by the way this conversation is going, um, but pretty soon it's hard not to want to participate when you realize, wow, uh, I want to have these conversations with my friends or family, or perhaps even I didn't realize that was a need, and it is, I want to communicate it. That's great. That's great. Um, be thinking through some other questions. We're going to wrap this up in about uh, five minutes here. What I want to uh, touch on is uh, from a host standpoint, what is kind of the uh, flow of the generosity dinner um, and really being able to do this in the form of, the, uh, of a checklist. So we've mentioned that uh, prior uh, to assembling people together, that takes a, a, the assumption that you've now chosen a date and you're now going to invite uh, people to that uh, specific time. Uh, do that by an email. Some people get really creative and do it by uh, evite using one of the many different uh, services. Uh, we suggest that you uh, provide two links. One link is uh, to the Generosity Dinner portal to where that they can learn more about Generosity Dinners. 
And the second link is where they actually register at uh, and make their contribution. And so uh, making that contribution and registering uh, lets you know as the host who's actually signed up and who's planning on coming. Two to three days out from the uh, dinner, uh, send out a friendly reminder, uh, especially to uh, those that may have uh, been invited that haven't responded uh, because of the busyness of life. Uh, uh, sometimes it just falls between uh, the cracks. And so a couple of days before, just a friendly uh, follow-up reminder uh, we have found serves the people really well. The actual dinner, depending on how you do it, this can be a brunch, it can be a five-course meal, it could be a, a, a pizza, whatever is most comfortable uh, as a host, that's what you end up planning. Oftentimes, there are potluck, a theme potluck uh, that ends up happening to where everyone's bringing something to contribute uh, uh, to it. Uh, and and so make sure that you include that information into the invitation. We suggest that you provide pens or pencils in a little piece of paper, because remember, we're having this conversation and some people really enjoy being able to write uh, things down as notes uh, as people are talking uh, as a way of being able to go and say, yeah, I want to ask this question once they're uh, done sharing a specific request. Um, what we end up needing at Common Changes is that you as a host can either do this or you can ask someone to be the scribe that basically summarizes each request or story in a one sentence uh, or less. So it would include uh, uh, Greg shared a story. So we know who the person is that uh, shared the story uh, and then uh, what that story is. Try to do it in a uh, less than 160 characters, not because we're going to uh, use Twitter to post that. Uh, it's just a way to be able to keep it pretty uh, concise that we don't have uh, really long sentences within that. Um, and then when you're in it, ask each of the group members, start uh, if there's a spouse uh, uh, hosting, a, a, there's two of you, uh, oftentimes being able to have one of you kind of start it and then the other one be able to end uh, becomes really good bookends for the conversations. Um, uh, and then if there is someone there that uh, as they arrive, if you wouldn't mind asking them to be able to say, hey, would you be one of the first to be able to share? Because after the first one goes uh, as the host, that next one, uh, uh, if you don't have uh, folks that are really uh, eager to be able to talk, uh, can create a little bit of a lull within the conversation. So just be mindful of how to facilitate those uh, uh, conversations. Another point to that is, is that you will sometimes find that uh, in these dinner conversations, there's a fair amount of people that will uh, uh, not hesitate to speak up. And then there are other folks that are uh, sometimes very uh, quiet. Uh, being able to be aware of that and to invite people that uh, maybe haven't said anything um, not by name necessarily, but to be able to simply just say, for those of us that have been talking, uh, this is a time for us to step back in uh, to create space for those that uh, maybe haven't said something for you uh, to be able to say something. And that simple invitation uh, will uh, oftentimes be able to be enough for people that uh, tend to be a little bit more quiet to be able to come forth in the conversation. Um, 
And then um, uh, as you're done, if there was anyone that showed up that didn't register, um, it'll be important for, uh, for the host to be able to capture and to make sure that you have their email address. Uh, because what won't happen is deciding where that uh, uh, money uh, that you've pooled together will actually go. We like to be able to give some space to be able to have the experience kind of simmer. And then uh, uh, two to three days after the dinner, everyone will receive an email uh, with a link uh, that they then will uh, say, here's where I would like us to be able to give uh, the resources uh, to uh, what we've pooled together. And so that's done online, just like how uh, being able to make the contribution is done online, being able to register is done online. The final decision is also done with a little bit of um, um, not knowing uh, which uh, uh, people are. And everyone wants to know, can we actually give to multiple uh, uh, people? Are there multiple things that we want to, uh, to give to? Um, we, we suggest that you end up choosing one uh, as it keeps it really simple. Uh, but there are some times to where there's a very specific request that says uh, we need $100 to send this kid to camp and uh, you pooled uh, $500 together. Then what ends up happening is, is then um, whatever that next tier of uh, consensus is, th then sometimes there are a second gift that is approved. And then once that's done, um, uh, we at Common Change send that uh, email out. We send out a reminder because we really want people to uh, value that participation. Uh, that becomes the end of the life cycle of a one-off generosity dinner. There are some times that generosity dinners are reoccurring. Uh, like Brian mentioned, they do it on a regular basis. And there is the opportunity then to be able to set up reoccurring contributions. It's through a different portal to where you have a standing uh, generosity dinner that you may do uh, once every three months or once a month or whatever the rhythm may end up being. But that gives you kind of the life cycle. Um, as a uh, end, uh, I just want to be able to create a space for uh, Brian uh, to be able to add any kind of thoughts of what he uh would like to add that maybe I skimmed over that's really important around this. And then uh, if there are any other questions or comments, uh, uh, feel free to jump in as well. So Brian. I think you covered most of it, Darren. I think uh, the the challenges, what's great about this, I think, uh, is that many of the challenges that we've had sometimes doing one-off generosity dinners for a particular need or um, just because a new group of folks have shown up kind of at the last moment, um, the way in which this is set up from a, a checklist that allows people to take some time to really consider the options and be able to communicate, um, I think that's really, really helpful. We've we've definitely done generosity in the, in the past where folks vote there, and it, and it and I think that can be that can get a lot of things done in person, but there are definitely moments. Um, where it would have been valuable for us to have stepped back and said, "Hey, let's 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 think through this. Maybe some of you want to talk to others, um, get some more information. Even perhaps, uh, you know, so you might want to pray about this and see see what you really want to to do." Um, I think that actually provides a a really good space for people. But um, no, they've been fantastic for us, and we really uh, 
are looking forward to seeing more groups step into this sort of rhythm. Perfect. Uh, any other questions, Greg, uh, Kate, or John, uh, or comments? None for me. Uh, I think we're. This is. This has been really great. Thank you for doing this. You bet. You bet.